What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opry ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opry ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. A very good afternoon to you, our cherished and descending listeners. It's another beautiful and blessed, but rather rainy Wednesday. And we're happy to be back on your radio with another exciting edition of your favorite business development program on radio, Masterclass. Masterclass is powered by Joy Business and brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, they say good energy, Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. Masterclass is also proudly brought to us by GCB. GCB, your bank for life. If you're looking for banking needs or anything of the sort that has to do with banking, look no further. By all means, do contact GCB and they'll be happy to help you with all those needs. My name, as always, is Yabanafo and I'm excited to be here today to bring you today's edition of Masterclass. Last week, we sort of ended a conversation on investment, should I say a part of it? And we're privileged in that conversation to have the MD of GCB Capital, Mr. Kofi Ewuku, sharing some thoughts with us. Kofi, if you're listening to us this afternoon, thank you for spending those two weeks with us. And I got great feedback. A lot of people were happy and satisfied with the answers that you gave and the content that you shared. Today, we sort of continue in that same line of conversation. We're going to be talking about investment again today. Last week, we looked at portfolio construction and investment risks. So that, for example, if you had a bit of cash and you wanted to put it away. What were the various areas to look at? What were the options available to you? What were the risks to consider? And what were the combination of assets that you could put together to get um, what we like to call maximum output at the minimum risk? Today, we're going to be continuing in that conversation, but we're looking at a slightly different part of that conversation. So we're not looking from the perspective of the individual or the company who wants to put money away, but we're looking at this from the perspective of that company that you set up, that business, that SME, who's looking for funding to expand their business. Sometimes you start a business and you get to that level where you need to go to the next level. You need to play in a certain league. So that, for example, if you're supplying, let's say, shoes, or you're supplying, let's say, um, clothing, you're supplying PE kits for school children, it gets to a point where the orders that come in exceed your production capacity and therefore you need to expand by bigger equipment which can print faster. If you were printing let's say 100 units per hour, you need to now print 500 units an hour, 1000 units and you need to buy bigger and stronger equipment. To do that, you need some serious capital 
and therefore you're looking to companies that can fund you and give you that kind of capital to be able to play within that space. That's what that's the perspective we're looking at this conversation of investment from. So the person who, or the company that's going to give you the money, what do they look out for? How can you pass that test when you go to them? That test they call the enhanced due diligence, the prerequisites. There are many jargons that are used, but it's like an examination. How do you pass that examination to be suitable for the funding that you require to expand your business to the next level? We're happy to have a friend of the show. I like to call him. I'm not going to read his resume because we've actually had him on the show a couple of times last year, uh, Mr. Richard Edudako of First Good Management Services. He's a legal and compliance manager of First Good Management Services, and he's here with us today. He'll be here with us hopefully today and also next week to share some thoughts on this part of the conversation. What would the company look out for? What would an investor be looking at when they, they put their money in your company? Richard, you're welcome to the conversation. I'm, I'm happy to have you back. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Yeah, if, it, I yeah. mean, it feels like just yesterday when we met here. Yeah. The way time flies, before it you does. realize then uh, a year has gone already. It does indeed. Yeah. It does indeed. But I think I'm particularly also happy for um, my listeners because today we're going to be continuing the conversation on investment. Great. Except that we're going to be looking at this conversation from the investor's perspective. Mm. What would the investor be looking out for yeah. in order for them to be confident enough to place their money in your company? Yeah. I know there's a lot of text and a lot of content out there, but let's bring the conversation home today like we always do on Masterclass. Great. Sort of start from um, an area where everybody understands sure. it and build it up gradually. And at some point, we'll get interactive. Yeah. Talk to us, Richard. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, thank you to all our listeners who have joined us this afternoon. So I always try to bring it down to the level of everybody's understanding mm. so that we don't go into the legal jargons and all the technical stuff. But then there are very basic things that we need to appreciate. Mm. You know, we are a very religious and culturally intrinsic people. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I, I meditate on some of the religious parables that we have and try to just oppose that with events in our business, in our daily life. Mm -hmm. But it's unfortunate that we don't do that a lot as a mm -hmm. people, in as much as intrinsically we are very religious. Mm -hmm. So there's this parable of um, the prodigal son, mm -hmm. somewhere in Luke chapter 15 thereabout, mm -hmm. where the Bible talks about um, a young man that got his share of his father's inheritance and took it away, went to squander the money and decided to come back. When he took that decision to come back because he didn't want to stay with the pigs and be fed with the swine feet, mm -hmm. he actually took steps. Yeah. And when he got to the entrance or the gate of the house, the scripture says that the father saw him from afar and then asked that they have a party for him and all of that and he moved to embrace him yeah. and all that happened they kissed him on his cheek kissed and put a him ring on his and finger everything and covered him with a cloth the inspiration i got from that scripture is that the father at a point was looking up to the son coming back mm. he had a certain expectation but the son was somewhere wandering around and then feeding um, 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 pigs and actually taking part of their feet. Yeah. So when you are in the wilderness and you are not putting things right and you have um, um, assumptions and presumptions and thinking that you will get to a certain level in life or you grow your business to a certain level, nobody meets you until you take that decision. Yeah. 
which is very bold, which is very ambitious, to take the step and then say that this is how I want to run my business. Mm -hmm. And for that reason, you have a certain father sitting somewhere mm -hmm. looking at how good you are putting your things together mm -hmm. and the bold step you've taken and the choices that you've made. And then he will come in. That's when he's going to kiss you. So when the investor is coming to kiss you, it is when you are ready and you've taken the steps. The decision has to be made. The decision it has, has to, to be, be made. It has to be conscious. It has to be deliberate. It has to be intentional. You have to move. Right. If not, it's not going to happen. So as at March, the end of March, just two weeks, uh, a week ago, the total amount of investment that had come to startups, that's for the first quarter, mm -hmm in Africa mm -hmm. was 309 million United States dollars. This is just for the rest of Africa, excluding um, the big four, that is Nigeria, um, I think Kenya, South Africa, mm -hmm. and, and um, Egypt. Mm -hmm. So Nigeria alone had about $600 million. And then- That's twice what the rest of yes. Africa had. So assuming the entire, the rest of Africa had 309 million as I've indicated, for just the first quarter. What have we done as a people to position ourselves and our businesses to attract this kind of funding? That is in the space. It is sitting somewhere ready to be used, but who are the qualified people to attract you know, such and, and, investment? And for me, the, the statement you just made is the, is the core of the conversation that we're going to be having mm. over the next two days. Mm. How do you, and you use the word for me, position yourself exactly. to take advantage of the resources that are available. Mm. You do not have to do it all by yourself. There are people whose job it is to help people like you and me. Yes, It's part of the world system. Yeah. But you must position yourself and look and play the part mm. before that help comes to you. Yes. And that's the conversation we're having that's today. That's exactly what we're right. doing today. So there are investors out there there are people with the money they need you to position yourself properly to receive it so what we talk about investment readiness all that we mean is the capacity of an enterprise mm -hmm. to understand and meet the specific needs and expectations of investors and it plays a critical role in shaping whether your business receives that funding. Mm -hmm. So what are the things that you have to do? There are two key components. And we are going to concentrate on the first component. We'll look at the rest um, later. But the first component that you need to look at is your business viability. Mm -hmm. And then the second one is the quality of the investor material. So when it comes to the quality of the investor material, the finance people and accounting people will come and speak to how your book should be run and the kind of uh, proposals you should have i'm looking at the business viability right. what do you do as a business person how do you position yourself so first the investor is looking out for a business that is sustainable with a good business and sound model so you have to get a very good and sustainable business plan and running it's not just on paper but something that is being implemented and you should be running your business well that is having the right and uh, corporate governance structures so you remember last year we dealt a lot with corporate governance and how to position yourself it plays a role in attracting investors so then we are also going to look at having the right policies in place in the light of the dynamic legal regime so there are new laws that comes up almost every time the international best practices what is happening around the world and what is happening in the country that you need to 
position yourself and comply with in order to be able to attract the right investors. And then you should have the right team in place yeah. and then you should be compliant in terms of regulations. So if you are working within a certain space, how do you comply with the regulations in that space? And then we have when it comes to the comply, we have the industry specific. I'm not sure we may be able to go into that. We can deal with that next um, week and then we, 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 we see how. But so when we take the first step, which is making your business viable, then we are looking at sustaining that business. And as part of that, you should look at a certain market target that you have. So who is your market target? Which people are you trying to attract? as a business person so you've set up an enterprise how long have you been in operation and what is your target how many um, years do you intend to take to attract let's say thousand customers or have 500 clients who will be paying 2000 cities monthly for your business patronizing the product that you are producing and then the product or service demand you know currently because of the war in um, ukraine there is a demand, a high demand for fertilizers mm -hmm. across the globe. Globally, as at 2020, Russia alone was producing 9,430,000 metric tons of fertilizer. And now, there is war, there are sanctions on Russia for them to be able to produce that. What are you doing? How are you positioning yourself as a business person? Looking at the demand and supply chain, how are you going to be able to position yourself to have such a production, to be able to meet the demands of the world? Because now all over the world, even locally, we start having issues with fertilizer if the war continues. So if you have capacity and you are studying the market, what are you doing to attract that kind of investment to be able to make such production you should be able to know what is happening on the market in terms of demand and supply mm -hmm. then you should look at the competitive landscape so yes someone is into water production and you also intend to go into water production and there are about twenty thousand water production units in accra alone would you want to still go into water production looking at the demand and supply chain analysis so you should be very competitive you should look at what is happening around you to be able to meet that competition if it's not an area to venture in you have no business going in there because already the market is smaller but we have a lot of um, suppliers and then you look at the barriers to your industry there are some Industries, when you want to venture, so when you go to the um, industry specific, like the petroleum industry or to the mining industry, you see that there are some blockades that you need to, some hurdles that you need to jump over to be able to have that kind of service being um, delivered. So if there are some barriers in that space, what do you do to be able to jump over? And as a business person, you should be positioning yourself in your books and then in practice to make sure all these things that i'm talking about that is making sure your business is being sustainable to be able to attract the investors is on the right path then there should be some historical performance so your books should also be able to reflect that five years ago you were making so so and so profit so in the next eight years you project that you're going to make let's say 100% or 200% profit based on your historical performance so when you have all of this in place that means that your business is sustainable and it is on the right path 
and anybody that looks at how you run that business will then be willing to invest in it then we go into good corporate governance structure mm -hmm. So I wouldn't go so much into that because we did we tackled a lot of that last year. Mm. But I mean, just to refresh the memory of our yes. So your your board structure, the qualification of board members, the appointment of uh, members, and then the control of members. When it comes to board members, independent board members, how are they able to take decisions independent of? Um, any control, external control, that will be able to, because the investor is looking at how you are running the business. Mm -hmm. So if the board members are people who are coerced and they are restricted in a way and they are unable to take the right business decisions and they don't even qualify, then nobody is going to invest his money in that business for somebody to take decisions that will not be under the control of the board. And then when it comes to the role of um, committees that we set within the board and even the um, executive directors, their compensation, even the management members, how much are you paying them? Some people spend all their monies. At the end of the day, they declare profit and then they are sharing it among board members and it doesn't go they don't plow back profit to go into the business to be able to be sustainable and then the role of other supervisory agencies even within your space is there a strong regime that protects the kind of business that you do so we had issues with the banking sector when we were dealing with the board issues and we realized how um uh, the the oversight responsibility was not properly um, implemented to the extent that banks had to fold that we had to close some banks when it got to the point that nothing could be done about their performance and then having the right policies at the workplace mm -hmm. so when you are you are setting up a business you should be mindful of the kind of policies that in the past we used to overlook now something like data protection there's a whole legal regime around around data protection so what is the data protection policy of your business an investor would want to look at that yeah. an investor would want to look at your anti-money laundering policy so we didn't i'm not sure 10 years ago were too much fascinated about anti-money laundering no, it was we'll, we'll, it was something that was far away we'll from us but now there is a law in respect of anti-money laundering and you should make sure that as a company or as an entity your business is such that you have a policy at the workplace in terms of how your finances are transferred and moved and where you even get your monies from because then if there are suspicions of drug and 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 um, political monies that are being stolen and hidden through business accounts and they're making it look genuine mm -hmm. no business investor would bring his money to that kind of business because people use uh, businesses to front for their their fraudulent deals and their illegal activities so you should have a strong policy occupational health and safety is now a big deal so if you want to be in the mining space you want to be in the petroleum space you want to be in construction you want to be in in manufacturing what is the policy in terms of occupational health and safety that would guide the performance of your staff because then if the right safety mechanisms are not in place and there's persistent workplace accident there are issues happening with um and ppes and there are problems with um gadgets that are being used you are getting electrocuted here and there and all of that nobody would want to push an investment in that regard and then issues such as whistleblower policy you should have some of these policies in place such that when someone is even squandering money 
in the business there should be somebody somewhere who would be able to listen to you independently and be able to take decisions such policies should be at the workplace to be considered by an investor so they look at all of these things and your adherence to say if you are not adhering to it and you have the policy and it's written on paper and there's no record to reflect that mind you you are not going to receive that kind of investment mm. uh, let me give you an example of something that happened so there's a client that we are advising and mm. the client is carrying so much money to invest in a business portfolio in ghana this is an international client mm. so the client comes in and the business brings their company brings their proposal they bring the all their books and everything and numbers yes and it looked very good and i'm jumping into regulatory compliance with this it looked very good and then the investor asked as part of due diligence just one question can we have a copy of the minute that you i mean drafted at the time you were taking a decision to borrow so so and so amount by the board and the <laughs> company seeking to get that investment and we are talking about two million dollars mm -hmm. could not provide the minute so it means that they have been operating the company they have indicated they have a board in place it is mandatory that once there are them you, you've taken a decision there should be minutes of that decision and there should be a resolution mm -hmm. to that effect so if the board indeed took um that decision and there were minutes taken and a board resolution was signed same should be filed with the registrar of companies because anytime you take decisions and there are resolutions you have to file it so your filing regime you know this this point about minutes that you talk about it's a beautiful example yes it's one of those things that hitherto should i say about not until about three four years ago mm. was considered as part of an internal record Exactly. which was not subject to external scrutiny yes and so maybe the auditors at a certain level mm. external auditors would have asked for it but yes. now the regulator in most financial in the financial center for example yes they're asking for minutes of meetings exactly because some people sit somewhere and then they just draft some resolution and go and file it as if some meeting, took, some meeting place. took place but there was no meeting and you know another and the other thing about minutes is also that and if you're listening to us you're a business owner it's absolutely important because email and communication and phone calls are not exchangeable for minutes the mm. thing about minutes is that it, it proves that there was a meeting a, a meeting yes and this is what was discussed exactly and the thing is that if you have not been in a meeting it's difficult to make up minutes because you cannot the minutes reflect <laughs> the divergent views and the conversation and the conversation took that took place not the summaries yes so yes. that whoever is reading it can make up their own mind so then you get to drill down and see what was discussed who said what what went before and it's it's very important that yes. you mentioned that point because it's a serious thing. If you want to be a serious company, you want to position yourself, start taking these things seriously. Mm. Conduct the meetings. Mm. Don't just call them and it's a, it's a monologue. Yeah. And you are talking at them. Yes. That's, it's not a meeting. Nobody is contributing. It's, it's a decision that you are imposing on, no. on, on everybody. I mean, now, now they're looking at very, very minute detail. Investors are looking at minute detail of all conversations. Yes. And, you know, sometimes I see this example that someone shared with me that says, yeah, why is it that when I discuss something with my people, mm. they come to a meeting and repeat the same thing? Yes. As if they don't understand what I said. Mm. And then a senior person said, yeah, they do that because the conversation you had with them mm. was in your office. Yes. It's not on any record. Yes. Now they, they want are it to be it in on the record. Meeting so that it goes into the minutes. Yes. 
you know, and I thought that was insightful. Yeah, it's very, very smart one. They are saying it again so that so it's recorded into the minutes. Yes. Because the minutes is now a very key document, you yes. know. And this is just one example mm. of many documents that an investor will be looking to have. We yes. learn as we go along. Yes. It's best practice. If you yes. haven't been doing it, let's start doing it. Yeah. Richard. Okay, great. So you don't have to take such things for granted. Mm. You need to be very serious about it and make sure it 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 may sound like you said very, very basic, but it is very important to an investor. It shows the investor how you've been taking care of your business, how you've been taking care of even the minute things, and how serious you are with where you are going with your business. And as part of regulatory compliance, we are looking at um, GRE. Are you paying your taxes? Are you filing the right returns? Are you reporting the right figures that you are having as a company? Are you paying your social security, yourself, your staff, for the company is a big area for most people most yeah. people don't do it so you get some guru boy somewhere and you just go and do a tax um, um returns and then bring it to you but now they would want to see every step of the way that you mm. took to file your returns and if indeed there were audited account and it was really properly done by credible auditing firm, accounting firm, to go through and see that this is what actually transpired. Do you even have your sales record books? Because they can go as, as low as the record book. Mm. And if you are not complying, it mm -hmm. means that you just cooked some figures and then you took it to Ghana Revenue Authority. So yes, when it comes to even insurance, now, I mean, an investor is bringing $3 million mm -hmm. into your production unit. And then the whole facility is not insured. So if you make an importation of let's say two hundred thousand or five hundred thousand or three hundred thousand or even a million dollar um, importation of raw materials, mm -hmm. and you bring it for production, and then fire catches the whole building, mm -hmm. what happens to that investment that has been made? Yeah. There's an act of God, you say, mm -hmm. you call it force majeure in law. Mm -hmm. So because of the act of god or the accident that has happened is he going to lose his investment he wants to be sure that you have a certain insurance policy mm -hmm. covering your um, um structure covering even the equipment you have mm -hmm. covering the raw materials that you import so that in case tomorrow there's an eventuality mm -hmm. that you could not foresee that will be taken care of mm -hmm. so that the investment does not go waste and then even with your municipal assembly mm -hmm. you know there are some uh, permits that you need to get yes. when you're operating a business it's so basic but people fail and you realize that the reason why an entity might not have even gotten the permit is because that entity at that point in time is operating at a certain vicinity that is not earmarked for the kind of production or kind of business he or she is doing there so because of that you will not even go to the assembly to get the business operating permit to be able to operate there and they'll just cut corners i mean if you're listening to us this afternoon you know like i always say we learn and we move forward yeah. you're listening to us this afternoon you're saying that listen up until now i haven't done the right thing i haven't done my books properly my taxes i haven't filed my snit all those things i haven't done at all Let's start from somewhere. Draw the line underneath all that you've done. Get in touch with people who are professionals. We always say that there are people who are trained to do the things that you are unable to do. Shout. Get some help. I mean, Richard is here today from First Good Management Services. Yeah. They are a friend of the show. They offer this kind of service. Get in touch with Richard and his team. They will be able to take you through a process that helps you to get back on track. Your taxes are, are properly filed. Your returns are properly done. You are not going through any short corners. 
Do you go through the proper road? And then you become better for it. It may cost you a bit, but there's always a cost to correcting the wrong when you've been doing the wrong for so long, isn't yeah. it? So that you can now position yourself properly. Even if it is not to attract investors, it's to prevent the day when a certain taxman will knock on your door yeah. and say, for the last five, seven years, you have been stealing from the government of Ghana. That one, when they slap you with a penalty, it will take grace to be and, able to and when it comes to when it comes to issues of tax, the Ghana Revenue Authority is very powerful. And when they yeah. do the assessment, and if you want to challenge the assessment, you need to pay 30% of that before you can challenge the assessment. Before so, <laughs> Yes, so if you want to do a tax appeal, then you have to pay a deposit of 30% of the amount that has been assessed for I'm sure you. my good friend Richard, Richard Corey is listening. He was on the show, I think, last year. Okay. And I, I'm sure we'll bring him back at some point. He was, he was educating us on tax. Great. That's you know, tax nice. is one of those things that is required. We need to do it as a country. Nobody wants to do it willingly, yeah. but it's necessary. Just make sure you do it right. Do yeah. it when you are supposed to do it. Because if it piles up, then yeah. it becomes difficult to it's pay. It's so difficult. And then you're always in the, in the rat race yeah. and you're running out. I want us to get interactive so our listeners can be a part Great. of this. So we Great. just want to take Great. a quick break from our sponsors. When we come back, we continue our conversation. Great. on air business development program joy business masterclass is in session and you can interact with us on facebook via the joy 99.7 fm or joy business pages if you tweet the handle is at joy 997 fm or at joy business gh don't forget to hashtag jb masterclass you can also call us on 0302-216541 or send your questions and contributions through to the whatsapp number 0551 and our facilitators will address your concerns. Attention everyone, class is in progress. Welcome back. If you've just tuned in, this is Masterclass here on your Superstation Joy 99.7. I'm spending time here in the studio with Mr. Richard Edudako of First Good Management Services. Today, we're looking at investment from the perspective of the investor. What will the investor look out for? Should you get to that point in your business where you want to expand and increase your horizon, take on bigger contracts than you've been doing? How do you prepare yourself and position yourself to take advantage? There's a lot of money sitting in the world every year, earmarked, waiting to be given out to companies like yours and mine. You were sharing some statistics. The whole of the big four countries in, in Africa, Nigeria alone in the first quarter has benefited from up to 600 million United States dollars as support for businesses. The rest of Africa, which does not include the top four, I think you mentioned them, Kenya, South Africa, mm. and I think two other, Egypt, and mm. then there's one more country. Apart from those four countries, the rest of Africa has benefited from half the amount that Nigeria has benefited from. There's money sitting there. It keeps going back to chest because we're not ready. Our businesses are not positioned. Let's do the right thing so that we can attract the right kind of investment. We're interactive right now. Numbers to call 0302-216-541. That's 0302-216-541. You can also send us your comments on WhatsApp on 55 Nine nine seven. Pick up that phone. Give us a call. If you are driving, please don't text while you drive, because we definitely want you to arrive alive. But otherwise, pick up that phone and give us a call. If you're also looking for support for 
your fees, your school fees, any urgent medical expenses, pop-up expenses and bills, home makeovers or renovations, or even for a holiday. It's that time of the year where people are beginning to get tired. Look no further. GCB, your biggest and largest bank in Ghana, makes life easy for you. So go to GCB and let them lend to you so that you can do any of these important things. They'll help you with your GCB personal loan. So you can visit any GCB branch today or call 0800-422-422 for a GCB personal loan. GCB, your bank for life. If you also own any motor vehicle of any kind, Goyle is rewarding all of its prepaid Go customers with 2 percent discount on every liter of fuel purchased. You can join the Go Club today by visiting any of the Goyle fuel stations or go to their website at registration.goyle.com.gh. Goyle, good energy. Goyle, Yenara. Their phone lines are now open. Please pick up that phone. Give us a call. Have you benefited from any kind of investment from any investor? How did you go about it? What were your learning points? Are you looking to position yourself to benefit from any kind of investment? What have you done so far? What do you need help with? Pick up that phone, give us a call. Let's have a conversation together so that we can learn and become better. Listen, you can do it all yourself. And by the way, the principle of business is that at some point when it grows, it grows beyond you. You are doing business not just for yourself, but for everyone else who will come into contact with you. So you do need that help to leverage and build your business to the next level. Don't say, I can do it myself. I can. If you have all the money yourself, then you have all the answers. Then don't go into business. But once you're there, then you need to expand. And you need people to be able to pitch their tent to yours and say, let's do this together. Let's reach a wider audience. Pick up that phone. Give us a call. 0302-216-541. This is Masterclass. Richard, while we yeah. wait for the comments to come through, um, I think I have a few comments on WhatsApp. My production crew will put them together very shortly so that um, we can answer all of your questions here. So keep sending your comments to WhatsApp on 055-111-997 or pick up that phone give us a call on 0302216541. Richard, while we're waiting for the comments to come through, uh, let's keep sharing yes. those additional thoughts. So we're on the regulatory compliance. And, right. And I think I have a comment on social media. Okay. Uh, this one is from... Ajingo the man. Okay, uh, Ajingo, good afternoon to you, Ajiman Joseph. He says, good afternoon, Masterclass. Please ask for me, is it advisable to invest in a business which is almost collapsing but still going ahead because it has a future? <laughs> this is Ajiman Joseph, uh, a.k.a. Ajingo the man. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, uh, Bob Hoxson uh, is also listening. Bob, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Bob is a friend of the show from back in the day. Great. I'm excited that you're listening. Let's let's get in touch after the show. But thank you for listening. So let's answer Ajingo's question. Yeah, so um, next week we're going to go into, into the kind of investment that mm. can be made. So we are going to look at measures, we are going to look at acquisition, we are going to look at direct investment. So mm -hmm. if you have a business that is almost at the verge of collapsing and then you, you believe that it has a future. It has a future. And someone sits somewhere and says that, okay, looking at what has happened, looking at your historical performance and all of that, we can venture into this business, but we have to merge two businesses together to be able to do this, or we want to do direct acquisition. We want to give you direct investment, like mm -hmm. give you capital to be able to. So we are going to deal with that. The emphasis this week was to be on the compliance issues right. and making sure that the business is viable because yeah. now there are so many opportunities. Mm. Um, talk about fintech, talk about fashion, talk mm. about oil supplies, mm. talk about all this industry. And now, wherever you go, you hear about ecosystems, you hear about startups. You, there's a certain... I was talking to a friend this afternoon prior to the show and he says, yes. the most trending word mm. in business today mm. is agile. Yeah. 
agility. Yes. And it means different things to different people, Do depending on what you're looking yes. at. But it just means the ability to be to adapt. Yes. Because the world is changing it's and changing. spinning faster than ever before. I don't know if you if you realize all of a sudden everybody is talking about startups. Everybody is talking about entrepreneurs. And there's even a government policy, NEIP and all of mm -hmm. that. Even at our level at first code, now we have what we call the Enterprise Bureau. It's mm. a sister organization that looks at helping startups and making sure that right. we are able to assist them in a way to be positioned properly, to be able to receive investment. Mm. And there's so much funding in the system to be able to attract. So That's what I'm trying to draw attention yes. to. You know, but another thing, Ajingo, um, even though you're going to listen to us next week, God willing, do make sure that you are making your decisions based on data. Yes. Because you see, when you say it has a future, is it based on an assessment you've done? And that's the point that uh, Richard makes that yeah. maybe we've looked at it and it can be salvaged and the future you are talking about can be achieved if, number one, we do a direct capital injection, yeah. if, number two, we change the corporate governance structure, mm. if, number three, we put certain things in place. So yeah. make sure that your assessment of the company is based on data. Mm. And if you need help doing that, there are professionals who do this. So that um, Richard and his team are able to help. Richard, I'm sure we'll, we'll put the number out. Yes, yes. We are just a show. phone call away. Yeah. I mean, so that they can help you first code. to assess your company. Yeah. If you're listening to us, you need someone to assess your company to say, listen, I've run this company for XY, but do a health check for me. We go to the hospital to do a health check. Take mm. your business to the hospital. Let somebody do a health check and an assessment for you and find out whether you are, somebody say, whether you are employable, whether yeah. you are investable investable <laughs> whether if somebody had a million dollars finds, finds you company. attractive yes you know so take your, your 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 business to the hospital and let someone look at it for you numbers to call again 0302-216-541 pick up that phone we want to hear your voice what is the state of your business have you been funded have you been invested in what did you go through do you seek to be invested in what are the questions that you want answered let's have that conversation together you can also send your comments on 055-111-997 Richard, let's keep going. Yes. Yeah. So we are also going to look at the um, the kind of team that we put in place mm. to ensure that your business is running well. So do you have a recruitment plan and policy in place? How do you deal with staff retention and succession? What is the history of your staff retention and succession? Do you have a plan? So you should put all these plans in place and you should be implementing it. So when I'm talking about a plan, it's not just being on paper, but actually taking the step, just like the prodigal son. And then you should be looking at the management team members, the key people that are taking um, um, lead and managing the business. What are their portfolios? What have they done before? And if you need to bring in other professionals, how do you attract those professionals to come in to be able to position the business such that you look very attractive to the investor? And then your technical staff. So yeah, those that are you doing work, staff, yes. One of the things that it just struck me as you talked about the teams mm. is that, you know, you can no longer just sit down and make belief. Mm on paper again. Yes. I mean, the world of scrutiny, mm. which is scrutinizing our businesses today, is saying that we're pushing you gradually, we're nudging you from your area of comfort. Mm. Now do some real work. Yes. Do some real work. Yeah. I don't see how you can represent all of these teams mm. if they don't exist. Yes. Because see, the next step is that they're going to ask you your recruitment plan. These guys can drill down to the point where they ask you for interview sheets. Yes. And they want to see so your assessment, your assessment the, document. If you're going to go through the trouble of making up all of this, mm. you might as well do it. Isn't do it? it. Just take the step. You might as well do it because yes. I see that the, this process seeks to say, listen, 
Let's begin to let it look real a bit. Do the actual work. Mm. Stop make, doing the make-believe thing. Yeah. And if you're a business owner and you're listening, time is fast changing. You can no longer just sit in your office and play boss. At some point now, you have to get the real thing done. It's not just the core business anymore. We're saying that your entire administrative structure, mm. your corporate governance structure, your processes are of interest to the investor who wants to put $10 million in your business. Yeah. It's not just, are you making profit? Yes. Are you doing the right thing to get to that point? And these are the questions we ask. They're uncomfortable, but it's where we are now. And if, if, if we don't line up, then we're going to become obsolete very, 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 very soon. Richard. Yeah, so we should move away from the talk shop now and talk go shop, into that's real action. And I always say that at First Code, we are always available for you. Mm. That there are professionals there. We've done it over a decade mm. and we are well positioned to assist you do all of these things if you don't have it in place and if you have it in place then you should take steps to ensure that what you're doing is very right and professional if not just a call away you call first code and then we'll come to your aid and assist you get a professional to talk to so yes for for this week that's what and I the want recommendation to, even yes. before you continue is that you don't have to do it yourself you don't have to do it yourself. There are people you can pay to do this for you as consultancy, and it's mm. acceptable. Yeah, It's acceptable because they will do all of the work for you with the right resource, the mm. right expertise, so that your paperwork will pass. When yeah. you go to um, the investor to go and make a pitch, mm. and you say, my paperwork was done for me by X company, they won't reject it. Not at all. They won't. But and you will not have issues of you not finding minutes. Exactly. Because as company secretaries, yes. we keep your minutes for you. Exactly. We sit in your meetings, exactly. and then we take notes. So we are able to file all of that exactly. for you. So it's it's Let's so get the convenient. right help. Yes. Let's get the right help. Let's do the right thing. Right. Yes. So yes, once you have that team in place and you are going by the regulations and you are adhering to all the general regulations mm -hmm. and then the specific industry regulations, then you are well positioned. Mm -hmm. Then you have the right image for an investor who wants to make an investment in your business yeah. and then they will be able to push in that money you so desire or they may be able to even take over you know out there there are some businesses that set up and their preoccupation is that i'm setting up in the next 10 years and i intend to sell mm -hmm. i intend to attract an investor after making two million dollars or three million dollars and then i'll sell and then i will leave the business so what is even your strategy for the future mm -hmm. in terms of bringing in partnership mm -hmm. in terms of bringing in an investor so you should be able to have that well written down mm -hmm. well implemented and you push that agenda so that when you get to that point that you need the assistance of an external person that will fuel your business to propel to the next level then you receive it and once you do that you know then you there's this example i'm going to give which may not exactly be an appropriate example but there are people who are cultivating um, personalities which don't even exist. And when I say cultivating, <laughs> yes. they, they, they go through the motions yeah. of you are born, mm. you go to the school, they have school records, they have test cards, they have visits to whether McDonald's. They, yes. they, they, they grow the people who don't even exist. Mm. Personalities yes. till they are about 25. Yes. And they sell those personalities mm. to criminals. Yes. <laughs> and this is even doing the wrong thing. Yes. So your company that exists, why don't you take the time? Because as you, you move every day, you create traction in the, in the, in the sense of time. Yes. Document that traction. That's all we're saying. Yeah. I've got another one um, on social media. Let me just take that quickly. Um, it says, I'm trying to organize 
a business plan competition. I need crowdfunders or companies to help um, the winner with requisite funding. How, um, what do I do? Okay, you, you didn't add your name to this text. But I suppose that that would be your business plan, isn't it? Yes. So if it's your business plan, then clearly what you could do is that put it together and then you can make a pitch yeah. to an investment company. But yes. Richard, you, you, you have to even set up an entity if you want to do something like this you set up an entity yeah. it's a business you put your plan together mm -hmm. and then you do the pitching yeah. and then you get the, the right Once it's a, i mean it's a viable idea people yes. are willing to fund at some point you know somebody made a funny comment in this country he said there were companies in this um, country yeah which were willing to fund anything that moves yes <laughs> you know when it moves it's not something that's thriving all you have to do is move from point a to point b they were sponsoring everything <laughs> you know so there's money available people, people are people are willing to put money into stuff yes so the point that you have made so far today yes is that um as a business owner as an entrepreneur as a startup you seek to get help from somewhere at a point in time so don't wait until you need that help before you put yourself together start from the beginning make sure that your business is viable and make sure that it is sustainable with a sound business model make sure that you have good corporate governance structures in place make sure you have the right policies in place in terms of um, data protection in terms of anti-money laundering in terms of whistleblowing make sure you have the qualified team make sure that you are complying with the regulations that's a uh, regulatory compliance, the general regulatory compliance. So when it comes to your taxes, when it comes to GRE, um, sorry, when it comes to um, uh, the register of companies, when it comes to social security, when it comes to um, uh, all the other your industry, specific your industry specific. So like I said, next week we'll pick each industry, about three or four of mm -hmm. them, and then look at this. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opry ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. Pacific um, um, compliant regulatory area that you have to look at. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to the general um, regulatory compliance, then you have to make sure that all of this is done and you file all your um, um, returns appropriately at the right time. And then once that checklist mm -hmm. is ticked, what it means is that you are well positioned, you are in a good place, and then an investor will be willing to put that cash or that resource that you need Sometimes it's not just about the money. They can even be technical investment mm -hmm. where an investor will bring in technical expertise, expertise yeah. and then be able to push that business for you so that you gain that. Um What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opry ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com.